0: And tonight we're going to be talking about how you can get stuck in the wilderness. Anybody that's ever been through a wilderness season, you know what you need is a fast forward, button. you do not want to get stuck there. Can I just say that? Nicole and I were talking about this message and she reminded me that the Israelites got into trouble over unbelief. It was because of their unbelief after having already seen God do so many miracles that they could not enter into the promised land. So we know that that's one of the things that can cause us to get stuck in the wilderness. That's when they were sent to wander the desert for 40 years. The Lord was really upset when all that happened. In Numbers 14, at verse 11, then the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me with all the signs which I've performed among them? That's the New King James Version. So unbelief that God is going to do what he told you he will do will keep you stuck in the wilderness. So as I worked on this message this week, I I was praying about, you know, what is it, Lord, that I need to show him? And I was impressed with secret sins. I feel like the Lord was saying secret sins, sins the devil does not want you to look at. So he keeps you looking at everybody else's sin. Meanwhile, yours are just piling up. And we're speeding towards Judgment Day. They're not secret from everyone else. They're just secret from you. So the main thing that I was impressed that we need to talk about were the signs of pride in ourselves. Because we haven't done a review on this in quite a while. And I could not find my old notes, though. They're here somewhere, I'm sure. Pride will keep you stuck or take you back into the wilderness for return trips. Pride is always easy to see in other people and difficult to detect in yourself. We know that pride is what got Lucifer kicked out of heaven, so it's very serious. So we're going to talk about some of the ways that you can see that you have pride. One of the things is if you catch yourself telling people, I told you so, or I told you that, that is pride anytime you hear either of those coming out of your mouth. Pride is also present anytime you feel like you know so much that whoever you are talking to cannot teach you anything new and nobody can tell you anything. When that happens, we become unteachable. And that means that we have pride and that obligates the Lord to show us just how little we really do know to help us become teachable again. And believe me, that is not a fun feeling when he has to do that. Another way you can see pride in yourself is if you are often argumentative. If you often find yourself arguing with people, that is always pride. Arguing is trying to prove you are right. It's trying to prove your viewpoint is right. And the only reason you would need to be right is because you have pride. And this means whether you're arguing with your spouse or anyone else. It doesn't matter who it is with. More signs that you have pride, and these will help you identify it, especially if it's hiding from you, impatience is a big one. And <laughs> who of us doesn't have that once in a while? Another one is gossip. Because the premise of gossip is, oh, well, I would have done that. I would have done this or whatever. You're, when you're gossiping about somebody, you're judging them and you're kind of looking down your nose at them. Another thing is when you cannot take correction because you think you know better and more than everybody else and nobody can tell you anything. That means you've already got everything and everybody figured out. And nobody has that except Jesus. I hate to be the one to tell you that, but that is the truth. So, if this is you, brace for impact because God will be arranging a big wake-up call for you very shortly. I'm just saying. Humility is key, all right? Especially if you're finding yourself in the wilderness, y'all, come on. Humility is the absence of yourself in anything you think, say, or do. If you're thinking about yourself, if you're talking about yourself, or anything about yourself, or everything you're doing is for you, then you don't have humility. You've got pride. Other things that will keep you stuck in the wilderness are complaining. The Israelites got in a lot of trouble for complaining. Numbers 11.1 and when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled. And the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. Numbers eleven four. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? They were crying because they didn't have any cheeseburgers. Numbers 11: five, we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. Don't we always want what we don't have? Numbers 11:6, but now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. There's only this miracle food, Lord. Numbers 11:23, and the Lord said unto Moses, "Is the Lord's hand waxed short? Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not." Complaining is always against the Lord, and that will also keep you stuck in the wilderness. Okay. Are you one of those people who is easily, easily offended? Somebody does something or says something, and you're just offended. You are just offended about it. You know, that is a spirit of offense, and that is right in the nest with pride. We really need to pay attention if we have that. If you have it. Command it to leave you in the name of Jesus and never come back again in Jesus' name. Also, ask God outright if you have any sin at all. And ask, and then if he shows you anything, repent and genuinely repent. And then ask again if you're still stuck. Because you need to find out what it is and get out of the wilderness, okay? Stubbornness. That's part of thinking that you know more than everybody else. And I'll tell you something else too. If you are stuck in the wilderness, that God will not give you direction because he's keeping you where you are so he can correct you. I'm just telling you. First Samuel fifteen twenty three. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion is you know, going against what he wants you to do. It's um, going against his design in anything, things like that. And stubbornness, which is defined as presumption and arrogance, is as iniquity, and iniquity is defined here as trouble, wickedness, and sorrow, and idolatry. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness, is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. That's what he said to King Saul. Being argumentative, thinking you're better, if you think that this is for everybody else except you, this podcast, then this is the same thing as presumption and arrogance like was just described. Can I just tell you that? If you think this show is for everybody else and it is not for you, you better think again because God specifically gave me this message. Okay, another thing that will get you in trouble, using anything to comfort yourself in the wilderness instead of going to the Lord. Drugs, sexual sin, overeating. These are all idolatry. Idolatry is a very serious sin to the Lord. Idolatry means you are allowing something or someone else to be the god of some part of your life. These are just some of the wrong choices that will keep you stuck in the wilderness. And a very big one is wrong relationships. I cannot emphasize this enough. If I could put this in capital letters that were two stories high, I would. The wilderness is no place to enter into a relationship. This is a word for somebody you, there's a woman that's in the wilderness and you are about to have an opportunity to enter into a relationship with what appears to be a very good man. And the Lord says, do not do it. He is not what he appears to be. And this is not the time for you to do this, okay? The Lord didn't say this is not the time. I'm telling you, this is not the time. If you're in the wilderness, just leave all that alone because it will only make you have to stay there longer. You are in a place where you are without comfort and you are in a very vulnerable season. And there are just too many ways that a relationship can go wrong under those conditions. So let's review some of the things that can keep you stuck in the wilderness. Sin, idolatry, using anything else for for comfort or people for comfort, unbelief, not believing God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Complaining, complaining is against the Lord after all. Rebellion against what you know you are supposed to do. That is a word for somebody, too. Going your own way. Having pride. Like, here's an example of pride. You're like, okay, God, I'm in the wilderness, but I'm going to do this wilderness my way. Yeah. No, you're not. And I'll tell you why you're not. Because God will block every doorway, and your only other option will be total rebellion and disobedience to him. And that's only going to get you a much longer wilderness. Can I just say that? Sometimes... People think they're in a wilderness and they're not. And sometimes they're still in the wilderness because they're just not submitting. Okay, let me make mention here of another issue that can cause you to make wrong turns in the wilderness, causing you to get stuck. When I was in the wilderness, I used to do this, but I didn't take wrong turns because of them chasing prophecies. Can become a very popular pastime for those stuck in the wilderness, running from one prophetic site to another, trying to find a prophecy that says what you want to hear. Okay, we don't want to do that. A prophecy should only be confirmation of something you already know. First of all, let me tell you that. 2 Timothy 4.3 For the time will come when they will not endure a sound doctrine, but will. But after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. You can do the same thing with prophets. Can I just tell you that? 2 Timothy 4.4 And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. If you find a prophetic word and you just like the way it sounds, but you don't have a witness in your spirit and that word is not for you and you make a wrong turn because of it, you could end up being in the wilderness for a very long time. Can I just say that? 2 Timothy 4, 5, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. What does an evangelist do? They get people saved. They lead people into the kingdom. And honestly, when we are in that terrible place, we just need a word, right? I understand that. I was there many times. But the very best place to get a word is in the word, okay? Any prophetic word should only be confirming what you already know from the word of God and what he has shown you there. And if you will practice living a sacrificial life, you will be able to hear him for yourself anyway. You won't need somebody else to tell you what he's saying. Hearing is all, you know, hearing, being able to hear him is being, just living a sacrificial fasting, prayer, laying down the sins or anything else he requires. Sacrificing whatever he has you sacrificing. And yes, that includes your tithes and offerings. And y'all can argue until the cows come home about that, but it's in the Bible. The wilderness is not supposed to keep you stuck for years and years. If you feel like you've been stuck like this, you may be there because of unbelief. Uh, like the Israelites. And you need to ask yourself, what is it you have unbelief about? And we need to remember that the Israelites, they longed for what was behind them, and that really made God angry. We know that Lot's wife was turned into a pillar of assault when she turned and looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah. And she that was probably just a human reaction. That was probably, you know, it was her home. It might have been the only place she ever lived. Maybe her family was there. I don't know. But, you know, I have two dogs, and one of my dogs, (laughs) oh, she used to be so hard to walk. I'd be trying to walk her, and I don't know why she did this, but she'd be turned around looking behind her. And I was like, come on, Bambi, you can't go forward if you're looking back. You can't go forward if you're looking back either, okay? We have to be looking forward. What God has for us is ahead of us. It's not behind us. If it was behind us, he would have given us eyes in the back of our heads. I'm just saying. I want y'all to understand the wilderness because when the great tribulation begins, every person still here will enter into a wilderness season so they can be refined. That is the purpose of the tribulation. I pray that none of us are here for that. But if any of us are, I want us all to know what to do. I will close with this. The wilderness is a place of no comfort because it is designed to make you seek the God of all comfort. It is a place of little provision because it is designed for you to seek the greatest provider of all time, the original provider. It is a place of intense pressure, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because it is designed to cause you to seek the Prince of Peace. God just wants to teach you about himself. And there is no other way to learn what you learn in the wilderness. If there was, he would take us a better way, okay? After I came out of the wilderness and I still remember that last one. Oh, that one was rough. And I remember when I came out of it and I knew I was coming out, you just rejoice when you know you're coming out. It's like you top that mountain and you're like, yes, there's the promised land. I remember in I could feel a gift in my hands. I didn't know what gift I had gotten, but I knew I had one. And what that wilderness gave me was it gave me rock hard faith. It's just unshakable. I mean, if God says he's going to provide something, he's going to provide it. I have no doubt. There's just no doubt there anymore. You walk through that and you see him provide again and again and again. And I was like the Israelites. He would do a miracle for me. And three days later, I'd be like, oh, God, you know, and I'd be just like crying out, going, is he, you know, asking myself, is he going to come through? Is he going to come through? But every time he did, and that's how he teaches you, you're constantly in need. And then he keeps coming through and you're like, okay, he's got this. And that's what he wants you to get. So I was reading a few paragraphs of the Wilderness Companion the other night and my eyes filled with tears because I saw a much more profound meaning behind something he had said. You know, the Lord sent me a word through two of my friends who did not even know each other in 2010 that I was supposed to be writing a book. And I struggled even into 2011 trying to think of anything I knew enough about to write, you know, a book. I didn't understand. And finally, one night asking him again, I said, Lord, what is it you want me to write about? What can I possibly know enough to write about, to write a book for you? And he answered. And he said, I want you to tell others about the wilderness. I want you to tell them how I took care of you there. And this time when I read it, I felt the love and the compassion in his voice. And I realized he don't want us to be so terrified when we're in a wilderness, though I was terrified. That was for the writing of the book. Because teachers have to pass through whatever it is that they're supposed to teach about. But he said, I want you to tell them how I took care of you there. And his voice was full of love. And I was like, oh my gosh, he loves us so much. And he's like, I want to show you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you. And that is the most awesome thing once you get it. To see that and to know that he loves you so much. He wants to take care of you. He wants to take care of you for the rest of your life so you don't have to you know, work so hard at a job that you hate or work out in the secular world. He would much rather that you work for him if you are a vessel fit for his use. He would much rather that you work for him. And we're in the time when the harvest is white and the labors are few because we're going home really soon. I hope this has been a help to you, and I hope that you will really examine yourself and look for signs of any sin, and especially for signs of pride. I know I'm going to be doing it. The Lord is really impressing upon me that we are in a season. Because we're so many of us are fixing to go home, He wants us to look and see if we have any sin, and He wants us to deal with it so He don't have to. Jesus bless you. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Just Praise Him Radio. You can contact me by mail at my new address, JPH, Inc., Glenda Lomax, P.O. Box 60, Glencoe, Arkansas, 72539, or by email at jphtoday at gmail.com. JPH is not affiliated with any nonprofit organization, church or denomination. Have you ever gone through a time in your life where suddenly it just felt like your whole life was falling apart? I call these experiences the wilderness experiences. Wilderness experiences are a time of great uncertainty and change. Uh, there are times when our faith is tried and refined. After many experiences, the Lord spoke to me to write The Wilderness Companion, which is a virtual road map through the desert times of your life. Find out why you've been led to the wilderness. Find out what the biggest hindrance is to receiving provision in the wilderness. Find out what the seven temptations of the wilderness are. Drastically cut the time you spend in the wilderness by learning how to partner with the Lord instead of working against Him. Every Christian needs to read The Wilderness Companion. It's by Glenda Lomax and it's available on Amazon.com or wingsofprophecy.com. Amazon.com, The Wilderness Companion by Glenda Lomax. Do you know someone suffering from domestic violence or another form of abuse like verbal abuse? Did you know abuse has deep spiritual roots that cause abuse to be attracted to a person throughout their lifetime? Now, the Escaping Abuse Study Guide helps you discover and remove those spiritual roots so you won't be an abuse magnet. Get the Escaping Abuse Study Guide or get one for a friend. Available now on Amazon.com. Escaping Abuse Study Guide by Glenda Lomax. Available now on Amazon.com. Do you know someone who is going through a wilderness season right now? Have you heard about the Wilderness Companion Study Guide? It's a workbook with 41 lessons, including new stories from the wilderness and questions to help you work through your own wilderness experience. Read each lesson, then complete the questions to apply the lesson to your own wilderness experience. Get your copy of the Wilderness Companion Study Guide today and get one for a friend. Available now on Amazon.com. The Wilderness Companion Study Guide by Glenda Lomax, available on Amazon.com.